You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Tina Amini. Hi, everybody. Sam Claiborne. Hi, hi. And Miranda Sanchez is with us this week. Hello. Hello there. And we've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about Marvel's Avengers. We're going to talk about EA doubling down on Star Wars. But first, today is Cyberpunk Day. Um, and I actually had my <laughs> my my body uh, modified to be more of a cyborg with this head, this head implant on top of my head that that is scrolling by uh, a very special message for the viewers of this show. Uh, Wait, hold 19- on. I got an augment too. She's partial cat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just sprouted out of nowhere. I finally found my Ripper doctor, and they yeah. installed this this whiny but also very affectionate cat. <laughs> I thought a Ripper doctor could add a cat tail to anybody in that game. I'm going to go ahead and yeah. predict that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, everybody got to see the Night City Wire presentation earlier today. But actually, Miranda got to play the game, got to play Incredible. four hours of Cyberpunk, uh, which is very, very cool. So uh, as I understand it, Miranda, at the beginning of the game, you have to choose one of three different sort of locations to get yourself started in. Is that right? Yes. So you actually choose one of three background identities. So that kind of like forges like your personality a little bit as well. So you can choose Nomad, which starts you outside of Night City um, in the Badlands, which is kind of like this big open desert area that's like just full of different nomads and like different groups of people. Uh, Then they have the Corpo, which is like the corporate path. And so you're kind of an asshole and you live in like the corporate skyscrapers and doing all that. No one's going to choose that. There's nobody that's going to choose that. Two people. Ryan already did. Yeah, Ryan chose it and said it's somebody else. And then oh, the yeah. third one, <laughs> too, uh, who we had on our pre and post show, yeah, Paris. Paris yeah. yeah. 
And so then the third one is a uh, street kid. So like you're kind of in like this other area and there's like a lot of bars and clubs in that area that you start in. Um, So those three places have completely different starting quests because they're related to your background. So like with the corporate stuff, uh, Ryan wrote about this bunch is about like you working with your boss, like all this other corporate drama. Uh, I don't really, I I didn't play that one. I was just like, nah, man, I don't want to do that. Uh, then for the nomads, you're kind of in like this rundown town, and I guess like with the nomads, like you usually stick with your with your group, and your character has kind of split off on his or her own, and they are kind of going through this town, and the sheriff is just like, get out of here. <laughs> so um, it's not a very friendly place, and so you're trying to figure out how to get into Night City, and then you meet up with Jackie to go on uh, your quest. And so regardless of what you choose, you always meet with Jackie to do something. And then once you fulfill that, you get to Night City. So it's not super long. I think it would maybe take maybe 30 minutes to get through that part. Uh, I was doing the thing that I do, which is like, I'm going to look at everything in here, even though there's Mm -hmm. not a ton. Um, and I'm going to drive everywhere. I go to like to the edge of the map, which whenever you get there, which I haven't talked about yet. uh, What was it? It's like... You're at the edge of the map, and then it just turns you around. Is it desert? It, so where where I was, it was desert. Okay. I, I'm sure it's going to be different in other places. Mm-hmm. But um, at the edge of the map, it also prompted a loading screen. It's weird. And that also could have just been for the preview build. Who really knows? Mm-hmm. But it, like, loaded me back in. It's like, no, 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 no. You can't be here. <laughs> I was like, sorry. And then is Night there City, are- like, walled off? Is it, like, a, in the desert, like, its own thing? Uh, So I assuming so because like there's like a a border patrol you have to actually go through like you can't just drive up to night city from the badlands like you have Mm -hmm. to get like checked by security um and so that's actually what kind of kicks off a a big part of the quest is that you're trying to smuggle something through Mm -hmm. Uh, and the thing you smuggle is really cool i won't spoil that for you guys uh so that was a really neat way to get kicked off there's kind of like a scoop related topic that we always talk about, about uh, streaming games. Are you allowed to talk about your preview setup for this? No one said that I couldn't. Nice. I was, curious. Weird, right? I yeah. was curious yeah. logistically how you played mm-hmm. this game. Yeah. So they first tried to use this one other streaming program that I hadn't heard of previously. And I don't think it really just worked out. We tested with the Witcher. And so then we tested uh, um, with GeForce Now, which has like been around for a very long time. Yeah, like yeah. they had like the Shield forever ago. I remember before I was even working at IGN, like seeing them reveal that. So mm-hmm. I guess since that tech is so old and they have it, um, it seemed to like work super well. Uh, I didn't have any. Yeah, I didn't have any issues as far as like notable latency or anything. I also had like a really like strong connection too, which is another thing we mm-hmm. tested beforehand. And it looked um, good, even in the streaming form, or maybe yeah. in the streaming form. Uh, it looked good. I wouldn't say it looked like incredible or anything. I feel like if it were running on my own PC, it would have played a lot better. I mean, like I just, I feel like I, I wonder if some of the things that happen in the game, so like sometimes controlling, like with driving, didn't always feel like the most res- responsive. But that also could have just been the driving that was implemented in that build um i know one of the things that i played they said like we're working on like everything pretty much still like we're still fine-tuning everything Mm -hmm. um so i don't know if that was because i was streaming that sometimes it's like man i'm turning really hard when i didn't really try to uh or like the the control just didn't feel super smooth um, just, just specifically for driving, let me make that clear, which is really weird. Maybe, maybe, so maybe it was just the driving, <laughs> but otherwise I didn't have any issues. Like my PC ran it just fine. So, yeah. 
Well, it's, it's interesting that you can choose to start in the Badlands and that you chose that because I just feel like everything we've seen of the game has just been mm-hmm. within Night City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw yeah. a little bit of that in the um, in the stream today where it's just like deserty, and then like the garage and stuff that apparently you probably started in. There's like a sheriff like that's not in cyberpunk outfit stuff. He just no. looks like a guy. And I was like, oh, the world still kind of exists. Like Night City's like its own unique place that's like all techie. Right. Um, oh, go ahead, Tina. I was just going to sort of change the topic. So you answer first and then I'll go. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this little town is pretty much just like built up of like a bunch of trailers lining a road and like an old gas station and stuff. So it's, it's very obvious. Like the tech is still pervasive. Like some of those people definitely have uh, different body parts, like the cybernetics and stuff on their faces and other things, but they weren't, it wasn't nearly as techy as what you find in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say I'm curious if, like, choosing your life path, I mean, I doubt it's going to have any sort of extreme advantage or disadvantage just because that would be unfair and everyone would pick one singular one. But Mm -hmm. it does kind of feel like on paper nomad, given that you're further out of the stretches of the city, is a disadvantage. And Corpo would be an advantage because you're already with, like, within the high-powered corporate structures. People, you're like Paris was describing um, in our post show when he was talking about um, his play series, he was talking about how he was able to negotiate with somebody and like walk away without any damage done. Whereas through the, I think, E3 demo that we saw um, that was publicized, uh, it was, a, I think it was Street Kid, it was Street Kid V. And so it was a lot of like tough guy talk back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. So it feels like you kind of got to get in dirtier uh, if you're a street kid or, and mm-hmm. it's a little bit tougher if you're an unknown as a nomad where you don't know like the language of the city um, or the language of its misfits or whatever. So I'm curious how, right. how much that actually gives you an advantage or disadvantage. I know whenever I did start my path, like people didn't seem to like nomads a ton. Oh, cool. Like, not that it was like, not that everyone was super antagonistic, but some people were like, mm, no, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love dialogue solutions to problems. Like it's my favorite thing in Mass Effect where you get the red or the blue finally and you can choose the which dialogue option there is. So like that would make me want to be a total corpo, but like I don't know, man. I feel like it's 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 nomad just to, for the cool start or street kid for the uh uh kind of the feel of being in the cyberpunk world. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll, I like have to do a poll. we'll have to do a poll. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. That's a good idea. Yeah. Which yeah. character? Which character path do you plan to start on? Mm-hmm. Uh, Miranda, did you spend much time with the character creator? Uh, to spend as much as I could allow myself, which is not a ton of time. Uh, I did take some notes. Let me pull those up on what I could choose. I didn't write down every single option. Uh, I, I think there is an old video that did show some of the character creator but it's kind of outdated as far as like what it actually looks like whenever i was playing it um do you have specific questions you'd like no, I'm to just sure it's, it's okay. supposed to be very it was supposed to be very in-depth so I, I just wasn't sure it has very specific options um it's not like everything's on a slider where you can just change things like the sims where it's like oh you put your chiefs bigger or smaller it's like these are these preset options there's like options one through 12 or something so you have a lot of options to choose from um you have two options for your voice which is like the male or female voice uh okay let me back up one step so whenever you go in i forget exactly how it's phrased or how it has you choose but you can have the male or female presenting body types um, and from in there, if you can like go ahead and change everything. So you can choose, even if you chose like the female presenting, like you can still do a male voice with that if you'd like. Um, so you have a voice yeah. options. Uh, you have 
a lot of other things. Okay. So um, <laughs> is writing the strategy guide. So she has these great notes, right? And yeah. uh, this is the most we're ever going to get. That's like uh, calling a Nintendo gameplay counselor when you're eight years old and being like, how do I get to beat this part of the game? Right. It's like, uh, do you have a specific question? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me pull up my notes. Uh, okay. So like, there's a lot of options. Uh, I was a little bummed that there's only like six skin tones. I was like, you guys can't add like just a few more. That's like a little bit light on, light on that side. Uh, you can change your piercings and the piercing colors. I was able to get like heart pupils. So I was like doing like the Whoa. anime. Like, there's all sorts of, there was a lot of options for pupils, which is very weird, like your eye color. Uh, so that was a big thing. Then you can choose like your genitalia, which we can get into if you guys would like to. It's just, uh, that's for a different oh, podcast. That is, yeah. I, think, <laughs> like, I think we're going to detail that in another video. So like you have the option yeah. to hear that if you want to, because I, all ages kind of thing, but you know, yeah. you can yeah. get into that. So there was, Quite a few options, but not as insanely detailed as I was expecting. Um, but that's okay. I mean, you did, I didn't really see my character that much. I got to yeah. give her blue hair happy and change her skin tone. So Nice. Uh, I talked to Ryan a little bit about his playthrough, and he did not encounter Keanu Reeves. Did you? So I only heard Johnny mentioned on the radio. That was it. Oh. I did not see him. I did not see any posters of him. It was just that one reference to him when I was listening mm-hmm. to something. Allegedly, he has the second most dialogue option um, or recorded VO. So apparently he's a really prominent character. So it's probably just prologue, prologue business, you know, prologue shenaniganry. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that the um, prologue is all about building you up to getting to him. Yeah, you don't just start off with Keanu, you know, you got to really gotta earn, earn your place. Exactly. You got to earn Keanu. <laughs> you got to beat that boss fight. And then uh, and then then you take him in as a new ability. Right. Um, <laughs> is uh, what tell us about the cat. Yes. Okay. Oh. So that, that was one of my biggest questions coming out of, I think that's either, tw- I forget which demo it was either 2018, 2019. There's that alleyway filled with cats, right? Hmm. Whenever I, I came across that alley, I was so disappointed because it was not filled with cats, but with people in trash. I was like, I don't, I don't want any of you here. <laughs> if there's people in trash, there's usually cats nearby. That's my experience. That's so I was running around and then I came back because I had to go there for a quest. And mm-hmm. then I heard a meow. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to find you. <laughs> and so then I found the cat and I was able to pet it. And like you, do, it's like a whole animation. Like you lean in and you pet them and then yell and it's cool. really cute. And so you don't pick up the cat because it's hard to pick up straight cats. Yeah. Don't pick up straight cats. Be nice to them. Just give, let them smell your hand first and then maybe pet them. Maybe. I feel like uh, we, we need to take a moment to uh, observe the fact that uh, Tina just invented a great new word when she said uh, shenaniganry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've Good. been using that one. Also, <laughs> I invented a cyberpunk specific word on the stream earlier, which I believe was uh, cyberpunkisms. Cyberpunkisms. Something like that. Or cyberpunkified or something Sorry, like that. that's what it yeah. was. It was cyberpunkified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, you know, was neon the, pink. <laughs> let me use that in a sentence because I actually was going to ask this question. Was the cat cyberpunkified? Mm. No, nope, it was just a cat. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if there are cats with like cybernetic augmentation that would be yeah. creepy in a way, but also cool in a way. So, what's mm-hmm. the game that they just showed with the cat with the backpack? Stray, on? Stray. Stray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stray. But that's not an augmentation. That's just an accessory. Just a backpack. Yeah. I, hope yeah. I hope it's an accessory. Although, yeah, who knows what's in there? Maybe that ba- uh, that maybe that backpack is just like full of batteries and Wires, it's charging yeah. the cat up. Did you check the yeah. cats to see if they have heart pupils? It did not. It was also facing the wall. So I couldn't like look too close closely at it. You know what that means? 
there, there's a mouse in there. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably that, or it, didn't, it just didn't want to express that it was very interested in you. You needed yeah. to come to it. That's what the real deal was. <laughs> that is, that is That's fair. a test. It's a test of cat effect. Exactly. So Miranda, would you say you had fun playing cyberpunk? Oh yes. I'm, yeah. I was so sad when I had to like, they're like, all right, it's, it's the four hour mark. And I was like, no, <laughs> let me keep playing. It was so much fun. So then after, after everything we've learned and after the presentation today, uh, Tina, how are you feeling about it? It's great. I, I was surprised to hear that both McCaffrey, Miranda and Paris mentioned a couple flaws, like, like the driving that Miranda was just talking about. Um, but you know, they've got a few more months, they've delayed it. So I have no, um, I have no doubt that they'll be able to fix those kinds of things. I imagine a lot of what their development emphasis was on was on the world building and the character building, making sure that there's a lot of like narrative tree branches. Um, and I rather that be where they place a lot of their emphasis anyway. So, uh, mm-hmm. I feel great about it. I mean, the world and style look amazing. I can't wait to play. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to be clear, like, for me, at least, I didn't feel like the driving stuff was like too much of an issue. It's just like something I noticed, like, oh, this doesn't handle like the most smoothly, but I don't know. Yeah, it gives me nice. <laughs> Ryan is a big like driving guy. So maybe yeah. that's just yeah. like- that would stand out. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also mentioned that the um, I think it was the not the UI, but maybe just like going through your inventory specific UI was kind of clunky. But honestly, every element of UI I've seen from any kind of demo and like Miranda, you've obviously spent more time, like seamless time with it. So you tell us, but it's like, it feels like it fits with the world. Like it's meant to be really high tech futuristic. Yeah. You have a scanner implanted in your eyeballs. So. Mm-hmm. so the worst UI I've ever seen, probably for the <laughs> menus, is Destiny 2. So wow. nothing, I don't think can ever yeah. see how bad that experience is. Um, <laughs> I think the Witcher that, 3 is kind of famous for having too much menu because it has yeah. like, it has like menus that I never even used like alchemy <laughs> or uh, not alchemy. Uh, sorry. The, um, the, the, the stuff you wipe your sword with like oils. oils. Yeah. Like I, I never even used that the whole game. People are like, you should use oils. I'm like, it's a 5% or 3% buff. Like I don't need that. I'm just going to chop one more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I personally didn't have that much of an issue with it. Like, I could see it being overwhelming. I don't really know if there's a lot of time for, like, so I picked up everything I found, like, everything. There were so many things to pick up, too. And uh, so I just had a lot of junk, and I didn't really look at, like, yeah. sorting options for it. It seemed like a lot of the more important things were already elevated anyway. So I didn't, I don't know, I didn't really have too much of an issue with it. Hmm. What junk did you what? pick up? Like, soda cans and stuff? Yeah. I uh, I picked up a lot of things. So also you can buy things. I bought like a ton of burritos and wow. <laughs> like soda. Like you can buy them from these little vending machines. They're just did, everywhere. Did you get overloaded with the burritos? You probably could, but I did not. Is I, there an over encumbrance limit? I hate over encumbrance. Yes, there yeah. is, but I oh, didn't no. get anywhere close to it. Uh, I, I picked up a lot of used syringes, some handcuffs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, some other out. A lot of trash. <laughs> You're just doing your part for the environment. Yeah, I picked up a lot of like health stuff too. There's a lot of food you could get, like just food you can keep with you, I guess, for like regen, which is really nice. But I like that it's like different things. You I can hack the vending machines to save a buck, a cyber buck. Is it, I think burritos were like two dollars. That's a pretty good I deal. Mean, that's yeah. cheap. <laughs> The future when you get the vending machine burritos. Yeah, well, it depends on the weight of the dollar, but yes. The best thing is when you get into like a heavy firefight and you have to eat the burritos to like get your energy back. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's Try my favorite. Down a burrito. <laughs> yeah. yeah you did, did you eat a burrito in first person? Like, did, does it go really extreme with the animations or? 
No, unfortunately, it's just it doesn't like to your face and you're done. You see yeah. it come up to your eyeballs. <laughs> Why would you put it at your eyeballs? Why would you do this? Just to check it, you know, just to make sure yeah. you're looking at it. Don't you look before you eat. It came out of a landing machine. You want to assess what corner of the burrito is best to bite into, you know, yeah. given the fact that everything exactly. is in every quadrant. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you want to make sure okay. your bite has even amounts of the guacamole and the cheese and the beans. And yeah. The yes. You just want all cheese. Um, you hold it up to the light, then you see like where all the stuff is, is shoved in there. I was initially like, I think it's really cool now that they just showed this is only prologue. Like they only showed like you played from the beginning and they only showed prologue and, and there's a lot to it. Right. That used to worry me about games. So they'd only show you like a little bit and then it'd be like, oh, maybe this game's not as big or as impressive as I thought. But that's not how things are now. And a really good example of that was Last of Us 2. Like we didn't see any of that game. That game goes on forever. I beat it last night. It was it, it's it has like three extra games that it goes into, and I love that. I thought that was really cool, but they only showed like a little sliver of it. So I, I think there's like now I'm more confident that like this game is probably the biggest, most massive game that they're describing. Hmm. If anything, I'm something impressed. There was You're some uh, based off of that. Yeah, I mean that's the most that we've seen so far too. Yeah, I think I, I think I guess impressed because of how long I spent it. It's like I had four hours. And even though I mostly focus on exploration and like trying to find all this side stuff. Sorry, that's my Google Home. It's just telling me to clean cat litter. Um, <laughs> I forget what happens. Uh, we, can, we can wait. OK, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I'll be right back. Uh, I have two boxes to clean. Um, but uh, but based on like what Ryan did and like other people, it's just really impressive by how much we didn't get through and that they still yeah. showed more things that we didn't see it's like that's that's crazy yeah during night city today they showed off the brain dance feature did you experience any of that yes uh okay. so i played the one that they showed like the kind Got of it. demo of like here's how this works mm-hmm. uh, so i played a tutorial and then i get to play a little bit of the actual mission that uses that and how you're kind of trying to solve the puzzle but i got cut off about halfway through because that was at the very end of my session did you hear how old man Damon just sounded when he said they showed the brain dance feature? <laughs> That's it's what like it's hearing, called. It's like hearing my mom talk about TikTok. Because brain oh, dance is a is a term you're very familiar with. <laughs> I just think the way he said it. Well, I mean, I think it's supposed to be brain dancing, you know. Just making sure I got it right. <laughs> brain <laughs> dance feature. Hey kids. Check notes. Brain brain dance. Dance. I'm not a narc. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miranda, I'm, I'm super glad you're here today because they also announced an anime for uh, Cyberpunk coming to Netflix not very soon in 2022, uh, but the Edge Runners anime from uh, Studio Trigger, makers of Kill la Kill. My favorite. Yeah. Oh my god, I yeah. I lost it. Yeah, like I don't I don't think they could have picked a better, more fitting studio. Um, if you guys haven't seen much of Trigger's work aside from Kill la Kill, like. And Maishi specifically, I think, is very good at that kind of frantic sort of animation that has, like, a lot to it. And I think that the whole team at Trigger is just, like, really talented. And I think they have a good variety of storytelling. Because, like, the studio that brought you Kill Kill also did Little Wetch Academia. Like, it, they're so, so different. And they're so, so good in their own respects. Um, and I think that team is going to, like, nail whatever they do with this. Um, their most recent movie, Premiere, um, which actually is their first movie was really cool because it blended like a lot of uh cg so animation was traditional animation with 2d animation uh and i think they did a really great job of like showing their own kind of like take on like a futuristic city and i think that team is like talented enough to do something really cool within the world of cyberpunk 
Were, was the was the reaction during the show you guys were taping? Were you guys all on on together? Yeah, I I felt bad. I like shrieked because <laughs> not like a. It's not like usual E3, though, where we're all at a podcast yeah. fest together mm-hmm. and able to hear each other. Like, it goes muted, and then we watch um, solo, so it's not uh, quite the same. But we do see each other type notes, so yeah. that's Ooh. like in our in our run of show doc, so we I, get to I was see in the there. all caps. I saw the all caps. <laughs> yeah, all caps, lots of exclamation points. <laughs> yeah, everyone just, was typing it out. <laughs> I'm just so shocked. Like, I... So this is technically the, I guess, second anime now in a row where where it seems like Trigger is directly partnering with Netflix. I'm assuming that there's some sort of deal going on with them as far as, like, I've talked to Trigger people about this before, too. Like, I was like, hey, would you guys ever want to do something with Netflix? Like, how does that work for you? Like, what does that look like to you? Um, just because they were so interested, Netflix has been so interested in getting into the anime game. But I feel like the best thing they could do is essentially give money to these studios and let them do their thing rather than trying to, like, make their own stuff or, like, take newer shows and try to syndicate them because of the way they do it it's just too slow for like how the rest of the anime industry goes it's a very very complex conversation but at the end of the day i was really surprised and super happy to see that trigger is doing this i mean in general netflix originals um like they're they're also just kind of syndicating a lot of that stuff as you said so it's they're, they're pulling in from a lot of sources and they went from having like a few of their own series that they were actually legitimately kind of producing to just kind of grab bagging to a lot so it's almost like the playstation versus xbox moniker like who jumps on it first it feels like more of a distribution thing but who knows i don't know yeah i'm excited for that i i wish it was more of a and it's available to stream right now yeah yeah Yeah, that would have been cool but sounds like it's a ways off they said 2022 yeah Yeah. Um, they did say they were working on it for a very long time so i imagine they have a reasoning for that kind of uh rollout like maybe there are things you need to play first before you appreciate yeah, yeah, maybe it's true. tied to the story. I hope it is. It's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I think, true. or it's supposed to be set in the world. So it's like a side story or some sort of story. But I would assume it'd be relevant if they're going to make sure it's after the game's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's move on from Cyberpunk. Uh, we'll talk about another game that we got a big look at this week, which is Marvel's Avengers. And when this was revealed at E3 last year, uh, there was it, it was received with mixed reactions, uh, and I I count myself in the camp that was a little bit uh, uh, maybe a little bit underwhelmed with what we saw of that game last year. Uh, but Tina, what did you think of the War Table presentation this week? Presentation itself, it was good because they made sure to touch on a lot of different subjects. I think there were like two trailers, one gameplay, one story. Um, they looked at multiplayer separately. They looked at war zones, which man, even like the menus in the UI look identical. Like even your uh, cursor looks identical to Destiny. <laughs> so they're definitely picking up some inspiration there. And based on like how the I hear those menus really works popular out, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe they're picking it up <laughs> off of like there's familiarity here, so people will have an understanding of what yeah. it is if it's represented this way. Um, so like as a presentation, that was good because they rolled out the most information that they have yet. Um, Gamescom last year was when I finally felt like I had a good understanding of what the game was because I played mm-hmm. a little bit of it. Um, a lot of the like combat did seem pretty familiar from what we'd already seen. So it wasn't like very exciting and revelatory uh, in that sense. But they because they dove a little bit deeper into like, you know, this this laser versus this laser for Iron Man. And because you can equip like this, you know, magma uh, thing over this thing or whatever it is. Um, so the, the little extra details were nice. 
Um, and then I think the thing that people criticized the most was probably the visuals. Um, mm -hmm. it looked a little like low res, maybe like of a few years ago versus like the kind of standards that we're, we're used to these days. Um, and it seems like some of that is carried over and then some of the cinematics were a lot more polished. So you mm -hmm. could definitely see a difference when they swapped between the two. Um, whereas I don't think that gap is normally that noticeable for, for mm -hmm. games of this generation. Yeah. Sam, what did you think? So I think this is like the the next. I, I'm surprised this is happening right now, but this game is so similar to the brawlers of the late '80s and early '90s, where mm -hmm. it's like all style, and I can't tell what the substance is. But in those games, it was all about how pretty they were, and when you walk right to left as the X Men in an X Men brawler, it's amazing. Like that game has the best pixel art I've ever seen, and all you do is you know use like three or four attacks. That's just what you do. Yeah, yeah. And this is doing that. I mean, it's like, oh, you're just going from enemy to enemy and using three or four attacks. Like, I really don't see other gameplay. I'm sure there's complex boss fights, but like I played Anthem a lot and I know like what that's like. It, it's like, it's like the RPG style of fighting where it's like, you're really just kind of like activating a little cycle over and over again. It's not like the Zelda style, which is like parry this dodge a few times. And if you screw up, you get hit. It's just like, it just looks like you're like, you know, kind of, setting up command stuff so the the nice thing to say about it is that i think like it is cool that it has all the customization and like this isn't for, this isn't a game for me but uh mm -hmm. if it, i do like the fact that like thor can just wear a t-shirt and change up you know how thor looks and change up all the, the the actions thor can take but then it just takes me back to like that's why i wanted to play uh teenage mutant Ninja turtles or x-men or the simpsons game it's just like to see this rig really cool thing in action and i just put quarter after quarter in but then you just kind of play through it so i'm a little concerned about the kind of the bubblegum nature of what the gameplay looks like yeah i don't know i think the combat looks fun but i like tina was saying it's the, it uh the visuals to me don't really look like a a triple a AAA game in the year 2020 uh it just doesn't stand up to other games that i've been playing this year uh but miranda how are you feeling about it I don't really love the Avengers to begin with. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's I, I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a DC person. Batman's mm -hmm. my thing. Uh, so that's kind of like where I grew up and I was really interested. Like, I love Spider-Man. I was hoping you were just like a Thanos fan and you were just like, I just okay. think the Avengers should just, about half of them should go away. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Just, let's just snap again. We'll see what this game looks like after that. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of no. pro-Thanos. Yeah, I just, just, uh, so I've never really been super into it and I feel like it looks, maybe a little lackluster like the combat doesn't look that interesting i think if you want any variety it's like you just have to th maybe shift through the characters a ton and mm -hmm. maybe that'll keep you interested but i don't know i think like, that is part of their rollout plan like they they've yeah. been talking about like free content like coming after launch i think their plan is to bring like dozens more characters because you guys are right like it's it's a light attack a heavy attack and then i think two different forms of a special attack like two different charges uh special attacks that you charge up um, mm -hmm. And then there's obviously like the RP, the actual RPG elements that they kind of glossed over actually because they mm -hmm. looked through I think just Thor's tree and showed mm -hmm. off like some classic moves that you may have seen like in movies or or the yeah. comic books um, and then didn't really go into much of it outside of that but it is like that basic set of combat movements and I think it's how you string them to get how you like how you uh, level up in your in your whatever tree you're picking and then how you kind of string them together with the other Avengers Avengers that you're with. Because there were a couple mm -hmm. cool moves where like Thor would like smash into someone and then Iron Man would come and like just laser into him and then they'd, they'd be finished off. Um, so it, it seems more of a like multiplayer environment thing where you're just kind of like churning through bad guys. 
that's like M- an MMO a little bit too. Um, the the uh, the flying is really cool. Like I think it's really funny yeah. that some characters can just fly and like it's free. <laughs> you just get up and just fly away. Like I mean, again, like Anthem was like that. But I, I think it's really cool that that's like that. But that just makes the other characters so lame. There's just some 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 heroes bit. that are going to be well, in there that are just super yeah. lame. Yeah. That's, sorry, you guys just have to run around. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. It the is whole- cool to see though, because you're like you'll see Action. people flying, and then like you'll pat, you'll fly over Hulk, and he's just smashing stuff on the ground. <laughs> so it's it's kind of cinematic in that sense. Like it's very yeah. there's a lot of action happening on the screen at once, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for and they all are at least um, as far as everyone that I've played. I haven't played as Kamala Khan because she was revealed after Gamescom, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, all the other characters were playable in the build that I played, and it was it was like a really you know. Um, just a fun romp, uh, nothing too in depth or complex, but it felt like good to play. I guess is a good way of putting it. There's yeah. that layer that like Final Fantasy VII added to combat, uh, which I loved. It's uh, which is just so intense in that game, but where it has like kind of like a, a rock paper scissors element to all the enemies, or they have some kind mm-hmm. of weird shield. Like every time you fight something, it's like oh, this is like a weird twist on the system, and it challenges you. And I don't see that happening in this game, and I definitely don't see it in, in games like uh, 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 Anthem. But uh, Destiny has that for raids, right? And so, like, I hope there's like there's like things that are like a little bit more complex than just being more and more spongy, like puzzly. I don't I want puzzly bosses, basically. It might right. be a loot drive thing where it's like mm-hmm. we need to turn through more of these quests and whatever else and more zones just so that we can unlock this costume and this other thing, like the kind of game you live in, rather than necessarily yeah. like play to really enjoy the depth of its narrative or it's very unique gameplay or whatever else it's the thing that you come home from work or school and you're like let me play a few rounds with my friends mm-hmm. yeah those can be super fun too absolutely yeah, yeah. i disagree they're not sammy games for me <laughs> yes but did you see bearded hulk yeah it was really funny <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think t-shirt thor was funny i think thor yeah and- the, the latest Avengers movie was very funny. I don't like the Avengers either. I want to back you up on that, Miranda. I think they're a lame <laughs> squad. X-Men is so much cooler. Lame so squad? Much cooler. Like but the Avengers movies are so much better than the X-Men movies. Uh, I don't know. I think X2 is really good. X2 is really good. But that's I did been like a long that time. a lot. That's been a long time. Uh, Miranda, if you're more of a DC person, are you interested in the rumored Suicide Squad game? I could be interested. Could be, okay. I could be. I'm, I'm curious. Squad some stuff. I just really want, yeah. Suicide Squad ha- just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I, just because of the movie. Yeah, I really wish they would instead use their resources to make a Batman Beyond game. That's all. Batman Beyond. Beyond. Shway. That'd be super Shway. Shway. Yeah. Um, I have my Animal Crossing villager saved. Really? That's great. It would be cool if if it really was about killing the Justice League. Like if it was a total fantasy game and it was just about hunting down famous superheroes and killing them, w- would be great. Yeah, that does actually sound pretty cool. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. 
our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, uh, another game that's coming out this fall after Marvel's Avengers is Star Wars Squadrons from EA. EA held their EA Play presentation last week. Gave us a big gameplay demo of uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Um, I'm not really sure how excited I am for that one yet. But uh, then at an investor roundtable webinar this week, EA CEO Andrew Wilson said uh, they're doubling down on Star Wars games. uh, So they've had the exclusive license to make Star Wars games since 2013. In seven years, they've made two Battlefront games and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and yeah. this year's Squadrons. So, like, so what does doubling down make that? Six exactly. or eight? So are they, they going to have eight <laughs> in the next seven years or just another four games? Like, I think it's supposed. I, I think their uh, exclusivity is supposed to be over in a couple of years, so I don't know. Yeah, it was going to be 10, I thought. That's what I thought, too. Okay, so yeah, 2023. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, I don't know. It's just not a super uh, heavy uh, output for what is arguably one of the bigger entertainment properties on the planet. Well, they had to spend some time recovering from Battlefront 2 and then redoing Battlefront 2 and then regaining their footing and and their trust with the community. And who knows, maybe their trust with Disney. Like, I'm sure Disney didn't love the backlash, didn't love to have to deal with Mm -hmm. whatever emails were hitting their inbox or their Twitter feeds. Um, so I imagine, like you know, now that they have a little bit more confidence uh, and are seeing some returns, it's a good opportunity to try to double down on doing the right way of of making the Star Wars games or making use of the Star Wars license for themselves. Yeah, that's but right it, when Disney acquired them. So I bet they're like, "Why are we making video games, people? This is ridiculous." <laughs> and honestly, I think Disney got cold feet eventually on movies. Right? They had all of these. Uh, planned movies and stuff like that and i there's just a big pause in all that right now it's weird yeah Star Wars <laughs> <made some backlash. laughs> well i know i know that's why i wanted to say uh it, I, it's probably um i think for the better part of my life it was just sort of a given that star wars was the biggest entertainment property in the world but now i'd probably say it's the marvel universe license is probably the biggest property in the world mm-hmm. i'm so yeah. big now Game of Thrones uh, while it was running, but yeah, Marvel. Yeah, well, it's around. Yeah. That was the big thing. Did you guys yeah. hear George R. R. Martin's got his book coming out next year? Uh-huh. Well, 
Maybe. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote a you wrote a blog post about it. Yeah, I know. Well, if it's actually, on the internet, then you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't read any of the books, but if this book and you know the final one ever come out and get good reviews, I'll read them so I can replace the end of the show in my mind. Sure. With the books. Oh, you know he's going to redo those entirely too. I yeah, don't yeah. think he would ever go with the, the stuff that people don't like. He has the opportunity now. He can be like, oh, it's yeah. better. Yeah, he's yeah. got focus. That's how you crowdsource the book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he knows <laughs> what doesn't work. Yeah. 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 So none it's of that. The same, thing. same thing that's happening with Star Wars right now is that they're just taking their time at EA, making sure they have some uh, some good game ideas. Yeah, I think they have a, a they'll have a, a bunch of cool weird Star Wars games on the way, but like this one is so my jam. I love Squadrons. space combat. I love space combat and I'm really into flying X-Wings and I really like uh, the, the, uh, the idea of taking on giant dreadnoughts as little ships. I think that's really fun in any mm-hmm. game. And, and I, I, again, that has like this kind of puzzle combat element, like take out these guns first and take out the shield and then do this. Like it's, it's really fun. And I love the Rogue Squadron games a lot. So this game, uh, the only thing that I'm hesitant about right now is that I didn't like the space combat in the Battlefront games. So mm-hmm. same people making it. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited yeah. because two of my pals are working on it. So <laughs> I can't Hold cover this anyway. <laughs> yeah. I did like that. Um, well, not necessarily like, you know, bombshell of a quote, but um, EA CEO Andrew Wilson said something along the lines of like, this is a good opportunity for us because there are always like new generations of fans. Um, and I thought yeah. that that was insightful just in the sense of like, there are probably um, new people coming into Star Wars for the first time. Uh, and there's like this wealth of content out there. But if they have something new to step off on, it could be their opportunity to really set the tone for that kind of thing. So that's kind of a massive amount of responsibility, but also like a cool way of thinking about adapting for generations and seeing what that looks like over the trajectory of time. Mm-hmm. For me, that's just code for including the prequels. <laughs> Maybe it always drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. <laughs> wow. It's not okay to include the prequels. I watched episode one and two over the past three days, and they yeah. are. Episode two is one so of bad. Still, two is remarkably bad. I got warmed up to one nostalgically, which I know I shouldn't have. I, I've betrayed everything. Jar Jar is terrible. But, like, yeah, two is unbelievably bad. Two is actually is, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And all the romance from two and three are just so brutal it's so poorly written and acted i can i cannot believe it i hate sand i hate sand. <laughs> are you an angel <laughs> um, space pilots say they see angels <laughs> i don't know we'll see about squadrons if it has a fun if the single player campaign is fun i'll play i'm not really interested in the multiplayer component uh but sam what do you think this is ea's big fall game and it's 40 dollars it's like a value. It's a value price game. Does that like give you pause? Like, oh yeah. Well, no, because I think the idea here is that it's going to be a bunch of. It's Rogue Squadron. Like, didn't try to do a big story campaign. It did a bunch of single instances. Like, hey, this is your mission, cadet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go here and do this. And I think that's why they're hesitant to make it like a full priced game. Is because mm-hmm. it, it does have campaign stuff to it, but I don't think it's going to feel like this big cinematic experience as much as it is like. Go play these arcade missions. And I think arcade games probably could be cheaper and I'd be fine with that. Yeah. If it's like Rogue Squadron, I'm I'm I'd be really happy with it. Yep, except for those on foot levels. <laughs> um yeah. I forgot about I blocked those out.
We got in a game announcement that, that this week that I was not expecting. It was a very pleasant surprise. We were getting a sequel to Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, the 8-bit uh, spinoff of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night that came out two years ago and was really, really good. Uh, I know uh, Sam played it. Um, I don't know if Miranda ever checked it out. Did you just check out either of the Bloodstained games, Miranda? I really wanted to, then I forgot that they came out. <laughs> a lot That's of video games. A lot of video games come out, so it's, it's yeah. understandable. Uh, but if you like Castlevania, the the Symphony of the Night style games, uh, Ritual of the Night is really good. And then Curse of the Moon, the 8-bit spinoff is more like Castlevania 3, a little bit more straightforward. But really, really fun. And uh, I couldn't believe they announced a sequel. Sam, were you surprised? Yeah, I am surprised. And it was like related to like the stretch goals of their you know Kickstarter, which is cool. But uh, Igarashi, who made Castlevania... You know, he he gets to make Castlevania games still, not being at Konami, which is like the coolest thing yeah. ever. I think that's great. I I think like for Indafune uh, working on Mega Man, it hasn't worked out as well. He hasn't made like a really cool spinoff game that's as good as the Mega Man game. So like I'm happy it's working for Indafune. So uh, th- that said, uh, this game looks so cool because I like the idea of making these epic games with the original uh, people that worked on them. Although he worked on the uh, uh, 16, 30, but 32 bit era yeah. games more. Uh, but I really like them because they're always like shovel knight, like balanced and you can get through them and they mm-hmm. provide a challenge. that's like contemporary. And that's really hard to do. That's super difficult game making. You can make a pretty cool looking pixel art game and, and have people either, it can either be really hard or it can be like way too easy. And to make it like contemporarily like balanced and feel difficult but you want to play more is like it's just a it's just a, a, obviously a lost art and like a kind of a new art at the same time and i think that's super exciting yeah it looks super cool um tina i don't know if you got to watch the trailer but there are several different characters that you get to switch between and one of them is a corgi in a mech suit trailer and they were like this one's a corgi and i was like wait a minute and i like <laughs> paused and looked and stared i'm like where is this corgi but yes the mech suit <laughs> Kind yeah. of, I, I believe there was no corgi like little tail or little paws or little head peeping out. So it's it's fully well, mech suit, but that was hopefully exciting. hopefully Incredible. in some cutscenes. Yeah, we'll get exactly. To see the corgi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the trailer says it's coming soon. Uh, so hopefully that's even crazier. I know. That's <laughs> like Pokemon Snap. It's coming soon too. Maybe it'll come out the same day. Um, I guess Pokemon Snap didn't get a release date. We're we still waiting no, on that. Just, it got it coming soon. Just Oh wait! I want to know. Uh, I want to get Miranda's reaction to this this new uh, Pokemon game that was announced that everybody hates. Apparently, <laughs> the most downvoted Pokemon video. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, yes, can you the, explain, Miranda? The Pokemoba. I actually forget its Pokemoba. actual name. I just called the Pokemoba. Pokemon um, Unite. Pokemon right? Unite. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a five v five iOS, and I think it's also on Switch, which is or I say iOS mobile game with Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, free to start is how they are phrasing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, your Pokemon evolve over time is what it looks like. And I think you're capturing different points on the map. So you're not taking down towers like you would in some MOBAs. Um, there are only two lanes. And then there's like a very big middle jungle part. Uh, I don't really know how the flow of the game works yet. There's like a lot of questions still. But this is not the game we needed. <laughs> I don't know. Why, why are people... Is that, is that basically... I mean, I think Pokemon Snap is a game that people really wanted. And a lot of positivity... Yes. What, is it that upsetting to, to also have a game out that you don't want right now? Is that like something that, I mean, that's really making people angry? Yeah, I don't know why people are so angry about it. I'm just kind of like, oh, that's a thing that exists, I guess. 
Yeah. It's just, just really yeah. weird, I guess. There's but, also a puzzle game and a giant yeah. new DLC that's out now for the yes. for the, the game. So there's a lot of good Pokemon out there. I think everybody needs to play a little bad Pokemon to balance that out. Balance that out. Right. <laughs> Isn't, that to do? Isn't that how it works? Sure. It's time for a yeah, sure. there, there is that uh, that Pokemon uh, puzzle game that just came out a little quietly too, and there wasn't a big backlash against that, so I don't know why I, it was. I think people, well, the, the art for that was really cute, right? And like, yeah. who's going to get super mad over a puzzle game when you have like actual mainline <laughs> things already coming out? Um, I think maybe people were a little bit irritated just because it, it was like pretty much on its own standalone announcement. I think people thought the announcement for what whatever Pokemon Unite mm-hmm. was going to be was actually something different. Mm-hmm. And so then when they got Pokemon Unite, they're like, what? That's right. Everybody thought it was going to be the Let's Go Gold Silver games, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it was the expectation, not living. Okay. Yeah. And that's what I'm assuming. I'm actually like pulling up the YouTube page now to see like what specifically <laughs> people are talking about. Like, honestly, I don't understand why we would be getting new MOBAs in 2020. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, either you play League, you play Dota, or you maybe, I guess, are looking at Smite again because they have an Avatar expansion, Avatar The Last Airbender. They're going to add those characters to the game, which is really mm-hmm. weird uh, mm-hmm. through their battle pass. Yeah. But I just don't get it. <laughs> well, by your logic, Miranda, what if it was really cute? Mm-hmm. It's not, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the target audience would be Miranda as, like, Pokemon fan. And <laughs> I know, Google and fan. I'm a so, Exactly. So, like, if Miranda, if you're not into it, I can't imagine who would be then. <laughs> yeah, I just... Sam. Yeah, exactly. it's kind of me. That's I right. think it falls on me. So I'll review it. Um, You'll yeah. do all the guides. Yeah, I'll do the guides <laughs> and the review at the same time. I can juggle that. Miranda, you're not against the game, though, right? Because you were like, oh. you're just like, I want to see what it's like. Yeah, they I'm like know curious. Anything. They just talked about it. Like, yeah, they, like, they, just... they showed like a one, like, 20 second segment. Like, it wasn't enough to know. Right. They showed us, they showed just like a map and then some Pokemon kind of fighting and just like a lot of like quick screens and nothing like continuous gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm just looking at the comments. It does look like people are mostly annoyed just that they had another like pokemon presents and it ended up just being this and some people seem like they're a little bit irritated that it's developed by tencent or like one of the tencent owned companies which is a little interesting um I don't well, know. we'll just have to wait for the pokemon war table <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually so. licensed by square and marvel <laughs> yeah. there, there are some really fun like unique pokemon games uh like pokemon conquest i think it was called that game, I was going to bring that up, is like, it when yeah. Pokemon yeah. does other genres, like Pokemon Puzzle oh, yeah. League, Tetris Attack was great, and then that yeah. that game, the, what is that based on? Is it not, It's not Nobunaga's Ambition, it's... Uh, it is. Uh, oh, it is? Okay, yeah. yeah. That game's amazing. Yeah, it's so, so cool. Fun. Yeah. I like uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, too. Yeah, Mystery yeah. Dungeon. Yeah, there's a lot of fun ways to use the Pokemon properties. I guess, yeah, it's just like the timing of it, like what it was, and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I am all for trying new things. I will play it. <laughs> Who knows? I might even be the one reviewing it because I usually review the MOBAs here. I but, Sam's uh, doing it. I called it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't. I don't know about this one. We'll see. I just have to ask you for every single thing. Like, Miranda, what would you say about this part? <laughs> <laughs> Miranda, explain lanes to me. All yeah, explain- oh, right. Um, if we want to get out, jungle. <laughs> how would you? How would you rate this game, Miranda? So the jungle died for a while. Nobody jungled because the yeah, net worth you could actually get out of the jungle was just not viable, at least in Dota two. Uh, so that role was pretty much eliminated. And if anybody went in the jungle, you were. <laughs> Just look down upon inflamed. Well, all the plant and bug type Pokemon will be really happy about that. I'm sure. 
Okay. Yeah. Jungle joke, everybody, because plants and animals. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Jungle jokes. Okay. Now it's time for show and tell. What? I have something to show you guys. But you have to, you have to prepare us for this. What? Wow. Is this, can you read this? Uh, is it mirrored for you? Or is it backwards? No, I can't read it. It's just little. That's so is it the strategy cool. guide? This is a new hand-drawn strategy guide for the original Legend of Zelda. Oh, my God. It's That's by uh, It's by a gentleman named Philip Summers who goes by Hand-Drawn Game Guides, and he did one for uh, Ninja Gaiden a couple years ago. This is wow. uh this is do this is Dodongo. Yeah. And it it's has got the whole the dungeon. Kind of D and D art to it. Yeah. It's awesome. It's all like it's, handwritten too. Yeah, cool. all handwritten, all hand drawn. It is so, so cool. He was nice enough uh to send me a copy and I wanted to show it off here. And it has me totally like stoked to play through the game again and follow mm -hmm. along in the guide. That's gorgeous. If you use yeah. a guide and play through Zelda cool. 1, it's so fun. That game holds yeah. up in the best way possible. It's great. It's fun. Without a guide, it sucks. <laughs> it just does. <laughs> this is Dungeon 7, the Demon Dungeon. Wow. It, wow. He makes little notes for the he boss. He nailed that Nintendo Power style of like fake D&D art so well. Yeah. For this one, it says, this boss should be no trouble at all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, this is so, so cool. I cannot overstate how cool this guide is. Well, that's and, that's not a cool too. dungeon design, but, uh, <laughs> that's no. always been a problem in that Manji. game. Manji. Manji. Yeah. Uh, uh anyway, Miranda, you can find so old strategy guides used to do this thing where like, like the thing he just did where it like kind of had these affirmations, like call outs, like, you know, you'd say like, how to do something and be like, and now you can do it. Go for <laughs> yeah. it. I think we need to add that to our guides. I do yeah. sometimes. Yeah, you got yeah, it. It's like you got this. They're like, "Good luck at the final battle," and I try to be nice sometimes. That's great, Dungeon yeah. And then it also comes with, of course, you got to have this too—a hand-drawn version of the map. That's so cool. With the fold out, wow. everything. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. Super, super cool. Uh, his name is Phil Summers. You can find him on Twitter. It's at Phil Summers. No, I'm sorry. It's at Hey Phil Summers. And uh, or you can go to handdrawngameguides.com. Yeah, check that's rad. Out. What a cool thing to, to uh, make I, a name for yourself doing. I'm really, really impressed. I love it. Yeah. And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Dan Z in Louisville, Kentucky. All Let right. the questioning begin. Louisville, Kentucky. So if we had his last name, we could probably get this, but it's going to be hard with just the initial. That's a... <laughs> <clears throat> okay, where do I we start? Do I don't have one. a good joke one. Do you play as a human? Yes. Is there <laughs> multiplayer in this game? game? Is there multiplayer? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um... Uh, are, are there guns? Yes. Okay. All right. So competitive humans, guns. Is it a military game? Um, no, no, I don't think you would call it that. Okay. Part mm. of a series? It is part of a series. That's five. Does the series have an entry on the latest current gen consoles? No. Whoa. Oh, okay. Weird. 
Maybe like a Medal of Honor. Uh, it would be military, obviously. Yeah, it's military. Oh, Should no. we ask first person versus third? Yeah. yeah. Right? That's still relevant. Yeah. Is it first person? It is mostly not first person. Mostly <laughs> not? We'll vehicles, probably just maybe. either vehicles or cinematics, yeah. yeah. Or some games when you that crouch counts. and you go down and you go like... <laughs> Right, yeah. What if it's uh, Metroid, Metroid Prime 2 or something like that that had competitive multiplayer, but there's no Metroid currently? And you, you go, the only not. thing I'm saying that is because you go into a morph ball. Because mm. <laughs> it's not the usual question of like, sorry. Um, it's, it's like if, whether or not it's like a fantastical world, we frame it differently. Mm. How does it normally go? Is this like a futuristic or a current? Yeah, yeah. Did like this, a realistic? Does this take place on like, Contemporary Earth? No. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's a hard no. Hard. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh. That's cool. Um, is this on? Uh, is this a console exclusive? No. That's gonna be really hard. So it's but. likely a non-existent anymore series, or like a not a retired series, but one yeah, that just hasn't um, been picked up. Do you create your own character? Uh, no, that's ten. Okay. All right. Do you um, fight humans? Not for the most part. Oh. You may occasionally, but that's not the main enemy type. Okay. Um, so something you, supremely sci-fi or fantasy. Do you fight aliens? Yes. Okay, so we fight aliens, and it's multiplayer. It could be a Halo, but yeah. it's not military. That is things out. It's on a military shooter, and and we have a current. We one. have current gen mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. She woke up from her nap. Visitor on my lap. That's, yeah, the little ears. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this uh, a game that was on? Uh, I, I I guess we can go for consoles now, if that would be helpful. What do you guys think? Because well, you asked already if it was yeah. a console exclusive. Yeah. And it's but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And we know it's contemporary. I just wonder if it's like from, you know, 2005 onwards or whatever. Or if right. Wait, do we know that it's, con- we know that it's not a contemporary world, but we don't I know. that it has first person, stuff like that. Like all these sure, things. Sure. Indicate, yeah. um, sure, it's sure. not a 2D game or whatever. Um, is this from uh, uh, after the year 2000? Yes. Okay. So it's not like a Nintendo 64 game or whatever. Right. So it's like, you're going to get this on. Was this on the, uh, the Xbox 360? No. Generation. Yeah, yeah, Xbox 360 <laughs> generation consoles? Yes. Okay, okay, cool. So something that was on Xbox 360 and, and something else. Shooting, killing aliens, mostly not first person. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Multiplayer. And also it, it could still be a fly, flying game. Or based on a license, True. do we ask that? Yes, we should ask that. Is this is based it- on a license? No. Okay. That's 15. Oh, boy. So Ooh. its own alien third-party universe. Should we ask about vehicles? I think of aliens. Could be like an I alien. was thinking. I was thinking, like, it could be... A, I mean, I guess, does Dead Space even count? Yeah, they're aliens, right? Yeah, yeah. Is Dead Space military? You know more? Kind of, right? I think you're just a miner. I, what's his name? Isaac. And you do sometimes, yeah. yeah you do sometimes uh, 
your enemies are sometimes humans, but mm-hmm. are predominantly and aliens. It is, it is a series. Is it a horror series, Damon? No. Ah. Oh, okay. Okay. So I guess it's not a spooky game. Yeah. I guess I would raise it that way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear. I'm mostly hung up on the fact that it's not like military, but it is a shooter. Look, as soon as I said spooky game, I realized there's a skeleton behind you, Miranda. (laughs) She has a pink light on her. (laughs) (laughs) She's got a Pikachu with her. Sorry, what were we saying, Miranda? What was your last tip? Oh, I guess the thing that's getting me caught up is that it's not military, but it is... It does have a multiplayer element. I guess we could also ask if the multiplayer is competitive or not. Yeah. Because multiplayer what, can mean co-op. Yep. What, what about if it's like a Lost Planet type game? Or Monster Hunter type, you know, like a Japanese shooter thing. You, you can go the, with your line of questioning. I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Uh, is the multiplayer competitive? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I can't answer that one. It doesn't sound like multiplayer is a big important part of this game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So bit. yeah, maybe we were on the different track. Like the multiplayer as like an accessory element rather than the yeah. predominant part of the game. Was right. this in Japan? Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. okay. Japanese aliens. I-, I think this could be Lost Planet. What are other Lost Planet specific questions that you have? Is there a lot of ice and snow? <laughs> it's, I don't think it's really a horror, but yeah, it's a lot of ice and it snow. It is kind of, yeah. You're um, asking if there's a lot of ice and snow? No, 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 no. <laughs> making jokes. We, we can ask if it's a Capcom game. Yeah. Yeah. But what else could it be? Right. Damon doesn't look very happy about this line of questioning. Yeah, exactly. I think it was asked from Louisville. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Which means I don't know if this Z guy might have played Lost Planet. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. I don't know what to ask. I don't do want to screw this game up. Game with aliens. This is hard. So as multiplayer, um, we could ask the cheat. Have we mentioned it yet? Are you asking that? Yeah. Yes. <gasps> oh, wait. Does that mean the entire podcast, or yeah. just in this? Yeah. Okay. But what did we talk so about bad. that was alien specific? I think it's Lost Planet. I think we it probably to... is. Yeah. So we can go with that. Is there a lot of ice and snow? Yes. <laughs> okay. It probably is. the best 20 questions we've ever done. Wow. <laughs> All right. To, there you, you go. Have it's... To, you have to oh, make we... the guess. But I don't know if it's Lost Planet 1, 2, or 3. Oh. Is it Lost Planet? Was, what was 360? Yeah, I mean, they're all in 360. Oh, I guess, yeah, we didn't really... Yeah. Is the Lost Planet? Yes, it is Lost Planet. Wow. Hey, good job. Nice. Nicely job. What do you think the first person part of that is? Um, I only know this because I read the Wikipedia entry and it says it's a third person shooter, but you can switch to first person at any time. So I don't know oh, what that means. Oh, I think it's to like intricately the, aim at something. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's like right. a zoom feature or something. Yeah, like you know the game had the rules that I should have asked about is grappling hooks. We should always ask about grappling hooks. It does have grappling hooks. Ah. Yeah. What did you play that game, Sam? Yeah, I did. I didn't play. You it. know what I did? I, I, I you know what's funny is that was the era in which uh, demos were kind of like the new hotness on Xbox 360, and the big Lost Planet demo came out, and everybody played it. It was like this big deal, and it was really yeah. fun. Well, it was like an early 360 game too. So early, it wasn't mm-hmm. yet a lot to play. Um, yeah. I do remember. I thought the snow looked amazing at the time. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I played it on a giant CRT television, which is the funniest thing. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> you would. No, oh, yeah, nice. you got me there. Nicely job. Thank you for the suggestion, Danzy in Louisville, Kentucky. Ooh, that was a great uh, one. 
Viewers and listeners, if you have your own suggestions, send them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. That is all the scoops we have for you this week. Miranda, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you for having that me. That was super fun. Uh, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Tina. Thank you, Jerome. Oh, I thought we were going to get thank yous. That was really, really scary for a second there. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, thank you to Red working behind the scenes. Uh, we will be back next week. It's a new month, and you know what that means. We're gonna have. I got to find us a new retro mag to look through next week. Oh, and also, it's time to check in with Game of the Year Watch uh, because we're gonna be halfway through the year. Halfway through. Wow. And it'll it'll be time for the Damey Halfies. So please be excited. <laughs> we're not using that. Please. Not part of the lexicon. I think it's good. I support this. Uh, <laughs> well, then we can't have a vote. Exactly. Everybody. Have a great weekend. My name is Damon. This is IGN Games Group, and we're out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.